Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah K. Ramsey and I'm here with Brianna who has been making so many strides and doing so many things and then just kind of fell like she fell back a bit and really looking to get back to that place of confidence and that place of security within herself. Hey, Brianna, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm really well. I'm excited to talk to you today. We had such a great conversation last time we talked, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So give our listeners a little insight into you know where you feel stuck right now. Um, well, inside my own head and inside my own body, I just started to feel really disconnected. Um, some things fell away because I didn't keep the momentum going, um, physically like doing yoga. I've been doing my meditation every morning, but I haven't been doing yoga and running and my mind has crept back to a place of feeling very, not very, not very confident at all, uh, in myself and, um, even tense and worried that, I could end up in a relationship again with another toxic person. And um, yeah, so I've just been trying to talk myself out of it every day. But I, you know, these negative thoughts are just piling and piling and piling. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that my brain goes to those instead of positive things. And so I ended up, you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm not feeling very confident and um, feeling like things are going to get taken away from me that I, you know, I should have control over and I should logically feel good about. But I just, I'm having a worry, a worry problem and a confidence problem. Yeah. 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 And how often is this happening in your life? Um, every day, every day. So at least, at least once a day, I find myself in a negative place inside my head again. Yeah. And what do you worry about if you can't fix it or if you don't fix it? I'm not going to say can't, but you know, if you, I'm sure you're like, oh gosh, I can't keep going like this for another year or two years. Um, why is this important for you to change now? Well, um, I've taken a whole bunch of steps in life and career. So I've moved house. So I'm in my own place now. Um, single parenting, which is, um, it's been really lovely and relaxing. Um, and I guess I'm worried about the next steps in, in, um, you know, having to deal with my ex, uh, because we have a child together. I'm, I'm really, really worried that it's not going to be a fair agreement in divorce, um, you know, I stayed home with the kids and I didn't advance in my career before, which I'm going to do now. I'm going back to school, but, um, I need his financial support. And that worries me that he has control over it. And so a lot of uncertainty. I mean, it's, you know, as we break down the idea of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. If I, if I waffle that down into pieces a bit, it's uncertainty because, because of the current situation, you're kind of forced to have to rely on him and he's proven unreliable. Does that feel true? Very, very true. Yeah. Okay. And then uncertainty about the future of the situation. Yeah. Okay. And, and then no action plan, right? Yeah. Like what is the plan going to be? What, what are you going to do? What, you know, I think your action plan, and this happens a lot of times when people move houses, you know, they kind of get this like burst of energy or adrenaline or something right before they do something. And then it's like, Oh, I'm doing great. I'm fine. Everything's wonderful. And then it's like, oh, and reality sits in again. Is that kind of what happened to you? Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. I've seen it before. I've seen it before. And I talked to you a little bit, I think in that thing and you're like, Oh, I'm doing really great. And it's like, well, good. 
she's gonna come back but (laughs) you know um it would have been wonderful if you had you know hadn't come back and you know all those sort of things but but life happens right and and that that ebb and flow of the healing process right um but I want you to be really clear about not applying blanket healing statements especially someone I know you are um work to be worked on your healing work to be intuitive uh, work on your own growth, having goals, yoga mindset, you know, all those sorts of things. Sometimes when we almost know just enough to be dangerous. Mm, yeah. Okay. okay. You, you came and you said, well, there's a confidence issue. I said, okay. Um, and then I said, well, why what's happening? You know, as I do- dove into that, you, it turns out there's a uncertainty issue. Okay. Okay. Does that make a, I'll, I'll go into that, but does that make sense so far? Yeah, that makes sense so far. Yeah. Okay. So I was really fortunate enough to study with um, Jane Jewell. She's like works with billionaires and like the richest guy in the world and all this kind of, you know, crazy stuff. And she said, when you are talking about an uncertain future, you have two choices, one to trust in a higher power or two to trust in yourself. There are no other choices. Okay. 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 So which of those do you feel more comfortable with? Higher power. Okay. So what are some things in the past that have worked out to your favor that you didn't think were going to? Um, yeah, like there was a, a larger hand taking care of you, you know, within the higher power. Uh, I think the most recent experience was the other day, someone stopped to help me. And when my bike broke, I broke my bike and someone stopped to help me and piled my bike in their car and drove me home. And Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. That was beyond sweet. And I didn't feel afraid. And I'm usually very cautious of strangers and especially in these times, but I felt that person showed up right exactly when I needed help and got me home, you know, and it felt safe. So I felt, I feel like that's, that's the most recent thing that's happened. So when we've been in a toxic relationship and tried to get a toxic partner to love us, to feel loved, to trust us, to feel trustworthy, or to be trustworthy, to not be angry, whatever you're trying to get the toxic person to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. It creates a learned helplessness because no matter what you do, it is not good enough. Yeah. Okay. I agree. What I don't want, so you've had practice in learned helplessness, not being helpless because that's not, that's not the whole truth. Yeah learned helplessness so that they can have more power than you. Yes. Does that all align and feel true? That does feel true. Yeah. Okay. So we need to separate learned helplessness in a toxic person situation, which every single person is helpless in because they do crazy things, right? Like, you know, if I can find, if, if, if I've not been able to find like, you know, and I can, you know, I, I help people manage toxic people for sure. But you know, there's no like, oh, say these three phrases and it magically all works out and they're all a different person. And we turn a crocodile into a bunny rabbit. Like no one can do that. Right. Like there, there's no such thing. Um, yeah. And so it's not actual helplessness because you were in a situation which you and I refer to as gravity situations because yeah. we can't change gravity. We can't change a toxic person. Yeah. That is very different than you actually being helpless. Okay. Okay. Does that feel true? That does feel true. Yeah. And it is also very different than you having the ability to get help when you need it. Oh. Which is exactly what happened in the bike situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So trying to get the toxic person to help you or trying to get the toxic person to change or trying to get the toxic person to whatever creates this like practice of 
sadness and desperation and frustration and all those things, right? But that's not, that's not the whole of life. That's dealing with a toxic person. Yes. Despair. Yeah. Oh, despair. Absolutely. Yeah. And the toxic person tried to teach you that learned helplessness. So you didn't think you could survive without them. Yeah. He literally said that to me. Yeah. I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. And you didn't have to tell me that for me to know that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, They all do the same thing. They all do the same thing. And that's how you know you're not the crazy one (laughs) because they all do the same thing. And that's how you know you're not actually helpless. Okay. 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 If let's, you know, I have a um, special needs cousin. Um, she's 21 and oh gosh, how old is she now? 22 maybe. Um, she kind of operates as like a one-year-old so she can walk, but she can't talk. Mm-hmm. You know, a 22 year old, no one looks at her and says, you could never survive without me. Right. Like, obviously she can't survive on her own. Yeah. Right. There's no reason if someone actually cannot survive on their own, you don't have to try to convince them of that as a power play. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you could survive on your own. So it's like they had to like twist it, turn it to make you feel like you need them and create that learned helplessness. Okay. And that is a toxic person situation. That is not Brianna. That is not who you are. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. That's really, really helpful actually. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, my mindset already is kind of shifting. Uh-huh. Just hearing that, right? Like, of course, that's how I feel right now because that's what I've, I've been with that person for 15 years. And that wasn't the first toxic relationship I've had. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I probably learned helplessness from my toxic parent, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. So the goal now is to practice, it's not really practicing confidence because from when I talk to you, I don't, confidence is not the first word that comes to mind. I feel like this is more true. Correct me if I'm wrong, because we can talk about the confidence thing, but I feel like this is actually actually more aligned. It, yeah, this is more aligned because in my life and like all the other things that are going on in my life, I feel very confident. Yeah, that's what I'm like. You're dealing with uncertainty and knowing how to handle uncertainty. No one's particularly fond or confident in uncertainty. Yeah. Right? You can get a lot better at it. I'm absolutely better at it because it's like I'm banking on me. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm connected with my skill set. I know what I'm good at. I know what my limits are and I know when I have to ask for help. And I don't feel bad about asking for help. And I don't feel bad about saying, no, this is my skill set. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this choice. That sounds good. (laughs) So whatever comes to me, life is always uncertain, right? Life is always uncertain. Um, Whatever comes to me, that's the version of me I bring to that. Okay. Okay. Which creates its own form of certainty because I know which version of me is going to show up. Yes. So what skill sets do you have to um, create success for yourself in any situation or safety for yourself, success or safety or both? Um, I think that I have a very good um, like resiliency in my, in my mind, um, which is why the uncertainty was making me feel like I don't have confidence probably. Um, I couldn't understand why my brain kept looping back to, you know, to a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, I think a skill that I do have is, um, and one thing that's really, really helpful is to tap into my network of loving people. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Your tribe. Yes, yes. Yes. And then like, if I don't know how to use a computer program, um, or, you know, those kind of things that I, I'm not super good at then to, to say, um, at some point, can you come and just sit with me and hang out with me 
and, and let me do it and, and show me where I'm, I'm going wrong or, or sit with me until I feel confident in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing I could definitely do is tap into my network. I have an amazing network of friends uh, and community um, that I could just ask for help and I wouldn't have to feel uncertain. Right. Yes. I love it. I love it. And, and practice. What's what would be the op- opposite of helplessness? Uh, capable, I guess, you know, I, I use the word that's really kind of sad. I'm like, Oh, I use the word helpless a lot more than I use whatever the opposite is, you know, talking about safety and success. So that that's good. But you know, feeling capable, feeling like you're able to handle the problems in your own life um, and practicing that, right? Because toxic people tend to, sometimes they're very useful in solving our problems, right? Confident all the time. They're kind of bossy, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff, you know, so uh, it's, sometimes they can be, (laughs) they can even create that helplessness that way because they, they appear to be very capable. Yes. Which we trust them. I was like, oh, they'll handle it. And all of a sudden, we're left to handle it. Well, they've got everything under control, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Um, And then what action steps? You were talking about going back to school. I definitely, the women I have known who have eventually gone on to create, you know, wealth and security for themselves apart from relying on him are definitely happier than the people who are still relying, you know, long-term even though it's like the right thing for him to pay for his children and stuff. It's the law. It's the right thing. I'm not saying anything bad about that. It's Mm -hmm. just nice when you have that security within yourself and that is under your control rather than his whim. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what it's like. It's almost like I was even afraid of taking that next step, right? to contact a mediator, to create an agreement, to file for divorce. Um, yeah, because I, I, I was scared of facing facing him having control over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I want to give you some grace, too. Like, nobody's thinking, ooh, you know what? You know, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be awesome talking to a mediator and filing for divorce. Like, that's not a fun thing, you know? <laughs> like, when you say, like, you're afraid or you're sad about it, it's like, well, yeah. You know, like if I had to go to a lion's den and they were going to eat me, I'd be sad. Like, <laughs> this is not a happy thing. I mean, it is happy in the, the freedom and making forward and moving forward with decisions. But, you know, the expectation, as, as I heard you speak, and it was kind of like, oh, you know, I was afraid and I was fearful or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to think you're going to walk through that experience experience as like a Xeno warrior princess, right? Um, I, I do want to connect with your, your little warrior princess, uh, but, but also have some grace in that situation. That's just a really hard thing. Yeah. It's like a, it's another step in that grieving process, right? Yes. How it would be in any, any breakup or, or leaving, you know, leaving any relationship for whatever reason, there's a grief period and that's, yeah. Well, there's, and I, I keep coming back to the word certainty for you because even if it was bad, it was certain to be bad, but it was certain. Yeah. Sure. He got mad, but sometimes he wasn't mad, but your kids were there every night. You never had to worry about stuff because he was taking care of things, right? There was some certainty attached to that. There's no certainty attached to, to a divorce process. Yes, that's for sure. Okay. But when you start to blanket and tell yourself that you are not confident, that is, I know I, that is feeding yourself something that isn't true. And we can find a better problem to solve. 
Absolutely. Okay. So I want you to think about ways you can create certainty for yourself, short-term certainty, long-term certainty in the best we can. I mean, nobody can control the whole world, obviously. Um, but right. Like even planning a Wednesday night yoga thing. If you know, you know, he has the kids on Wednesday nights and you have friends right now that may have to part in your backyard or something, you know, but that having some type of schedule, ritual, set place of connection in your life, like something to come home to. Okay. Okay. With that tribe of lovely people. Yeah, absolutely. Will also be very powerful for you. Yeah, I did used to do that. Actually, I used to have a Thursday night thing. Did you feel better when you were doing that? Yeah. And I looked forward to it for days. Yeah. So I want you to have something to look forward to as well, you know, and something that's kind of certain, right? Like, oh, you're coming home every Thursday night to yoga. I mean, yoga is such a beautiful gift coming home to our mat. Oh, it's such a beautiful gift, but, but even better when you get to come home to community too, right? Yes. Yeah. I do love the word community. It's very, it bring it, it, it causes like a, almost like a swell of love in my heart, just even thinking about community and my people, you know, and your people have been certain for you. Yeah. I have to write that one down. I'm writing that one down. Right. Your people have been certain for you. They have not been a guessing game. And so to create, that's a, you know, a, a short-term solution for creating certainty in your life, especially if you can do it at a time, like for example, if, you know, he has the kids that the kids at night and you have something on your calendar other than that, you have something on your calendar that creates that swell of love in your heart. That is a very good solution for you right now. Oh, I love it. Right? Yes. I'm feeling very uplifted right now. Oh, Yay! That's awesome. You always help so much. I know you must hear that a lot, but you help so much. (laughs) Well, I will hear it all the time because it makes me want to better my game too, right? It's like, oh, so great, you know? And um, even with my self-care process, you know, we actually rescheduled this. I had a massage earlier, um, you know? (laughs) And with my self-care process, I really take so seriously, like, wow, these people are going to ask me about their lives. I've got to be on my A game. Like, what if I've never had anyone say, I took your advice and it was horrible. (laughs) And I certainly never want that to happen. (laughs) So thank you. I really appreciate that and protect that. And it motivates me to to do even better. Um, So thank you. So that's your short-term solution. Short-term solution, yes. What is a long-term solution for certainty? Well, I think two things came up. Uh, Earlier, you mentioned wealth and security. Um, So I think... I think long-term, it would be good for me to learn all about banking and finances and savings and investment because that will bring me, a, that it'll relax me and help me feel safe, um, which I think are also qualities of feeling certain, right? Yes, so, and, and give uh, you choices. Yeah. There's, there's certainty in having choices and not, and the choice is not depending on your ex's whims. Yes, and so if I'm able to not only understand it and work better at, you know, using a budget template or whatever, but like learning how to invest and learning how to save, um, that would benefit me in the long term. And I, it would be very unlikely that I would feel uncertain in that realm again. <laughs> um, there's some great apps and things that you can do that will like round up whatever to the nearest dollar and put that in the stock market or put it in the savings account. And that's something really mindless. You don't have to think about just FYI that, that may be helpful. Um, and I heard just then that if you felt financially secure, 
then that clears a lot of that uncertainty for you. Yes, it really does. Okay. So that is a very specific problem to solve. And it's drastically different than working on your confidence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> the saddest thing I see is these like women, just like great women like you, and they're working so hard. I was like, why? Or like trust issues. People say, I need to work on my trust issues. I say, why? I said, have you been with really great people and you've just blown it up because of your trust issues? They say, no, I've been with really crappy people who've been untrustworthy. I said, then solve the problem of figuring out how to tell if someone's untrustworthy. Don't work on your trust issues. You don't have trust issues. You have untrustworthy people. That is drastically different. Yes. Very different. Right? So in your case, short-term, long-term solution. And when you have in your head, I I feel unsafe, I feel whatever, I feel unconfident, uh, beating up on yourself, anything. I want you to take that as a positive trigger of there's obviously an area I need to create certainty in my own life. Yeah. And do not procrastinate. I mean, um, you probably know I'm doing the, I'm doing the pageant soon. You've probably seen all that. And um, there's so much to take care of. Like there's so many things to take. And like, I had to get these white tennis shoes and these special earrings and this special. And I'm just like, oh no. And I don't have these shoes and it's COVID and, you know, and I can spiral on that really easily if I wanted to. And it's just like, okay, do it, do it now. Like order the shoes now, take care of that now. Do it now. Don't put it off because if you put it off and push it off in the future, your brain doesn't, it's still a plate spinning. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I yeah. did several of these things today and it's just like, oh, that's handled, already been ordered. So my brain gets to rest. Yes. Because I'm certain that I've gone through my checklist. I've organized a checklist. I've made sure everything is ordered in the timeline that it, you know, unless something crazy happens, you know, it should be here. And if it doesn't come, I have a plan B. I can go to wherever in, you know, the Nashville area and, and get some new stuff. I know that's a silly example. Um, but no, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and plan A certainty, do it now. Don't push it off so that it doesn't mentally weigh on you. Okay. And then plan B certainty. Okay. If that doesn't work, what, what's my plan B? Hmm. Okay. And you can start to feel at rest because you're telling your brain, girl, I got this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm literally smiling so big right now. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, Brianna, what advice would you give to someone, you know, earlier on in their healing process or someone, you know, what advice would you have given to yourself two years ago or, uh, or 10 years ago, whatever point earlier in your life, um, but just what nugget of wisdom would you want to leave people with? That I think the the number one thing that I've learned and I wish I'd learned it way sooner um, is to put the focus on myself Mm -hmm. and that in any relationship or wherever you are in your life, that's something that you can always do is turn the focus to you, um, switch, you know, if you notice you're not saying nice things to yourself inside yourself, make a list of things that you can pull on um, that are true about yourself so that you can, you know, I think you gave me one and it, it shows up on my phone every single day at 11 in the morning. And it says, um, I have a bright light inside me that brings warmth to all of my relationships. Oh, what a great reminder. I love reminders on phones. I have so many. I love that. And it's true. I lo- and that is certain. <laughs> so I, you know, so to, to think of and fill up your mind with 
good things about yourself and putting the focus on yourself and loving yourself and being kind to yourself um, just as much as you are to your children or your best friends or your, your mom um, is turn that kindness and turn that focus on yourself. Yeah, that's absolutely. And yeah. it's not selfish at all. Um, I made a joke on Facebook one time and said, no one goes to therapy to talk about a well-adjusted, healthy, <laughs> successful, engaged mother. Yeah. Right. Like no one goes and talks about that. Right. It's, it's, it's wonderfully uninteresting. How's your mom? Well, she's great. <laughs> she's great. No, no drama, no tragedy. She takes care of herself. She thinks she took care of me well. Yeah. Right. Like no one goes to therapy and talk about that, but there's such guilt associated with moms in particular doing anything to take care of themselves. Yeah. And it's really, it's a very bad cycle. And, um, obviously one of my, one of my passions is to lead by lead your children by example, not practice martyr motherhood, which is a, um, Glennon Doyle term. I did not make that up, but, uh, not practice ma uh, martyr motherhood in the hopes of your children living a life you were too scared to live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huge, huge, huge. Well, um, Brianna, I thank you for talking to us. I'm glad that helped. Um, and yeah, Make yeah. sure you are solving the right problem. And in this case, it's not confidence. It is certainty and um, working to create that certainty in every way that you can <laughs> for yourself. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Tell everybody bye. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.